What is the Alongside Ministry? Why was it developed? And how is it helping Zion Lutheran Church in Southern Illinois develop a strong outreach to young parents who are currently not active in church? Why is developing relationships that meet the needs of parents so important? How can this congregation how how can what this congregation is doing be implemented in other congregations that want to reach young parents? Join us today as I interview Jill Hastet, the Director of Family Ministry at Zion Lutheran Church in Belleville, Missouri. This is Kay Meyer, President of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's Family Shield program. I want to welcome Jill for joining me in the studio today. Thank you, Kay. Thanks for being with us me today. And thank you so much for this great ministry and kind of letting me know about it. Uh, tell our listeners about the Alongside Ministry, why you've created it at your church and what's happening with it. Well, it's just starting, but it's a new part of a long established family ministry uh, at Zion Lutheran Church. And uh, it's really something that could happen at any church. But we, as a church, we say in our mission statement that we desire to be a congregation that values children and walks along parents as they provide spiritual care and nurture through Christian education. So this idea that we walk alongside parents, but that God has given them the responsibility to be the primary Christian educators of their own home, uh, that's that's where that alongside name comes from. So we looked at what was happening in our family ministry, and we're a church uh, in uh, the Metro East part of St. Louis in Illinois that has a, a very large, uh, it, it's a large church, but it has a good-sized school. We're well-positioned to minister to families with children. We looked at our congregation. We realized that 35% of our active participants in worship are under age 18, because we're a church that includes children in worship. Uh, 60% of our active members are there on any given Sunday. Like many churches, uh, we're finding out that our regular attenders are really only there twice a month. But uh, then we looked also and found out that only 6% of active participants were 19 to 29. So uh, having a passion for for young families, um, my concern was, are we are we catching young families as they're forming? Are we meeting their needs, making them feel welcome? Are we not only doing that for our own young families, but for the community's young families? And because um, we want to get them that, you know, there is that kind of a gap every church experiences, I think, in the high school and college years. Uh, but if you don't catch them at some point, then then maybe you'll never catch them. Mm-hmm. So so that's really the, the focus of this ministry is that 19 to 29 year old parent. All right. Wonderful. And and basically these, as you said, only 6% are there. They are the ones that are not active in church. Do most of them have some association with Zion? Maybe they grew up there, went away to college? Yeah, I would say that either uh, at least one person, if if it's a couple, uh, has has uh, been active in the past through their family, so their parents and grandparents are at our congregation, or... 
They are young adults in a community that has several colleges. They are in the community, but they're not considering church because they don't have a positive view of church or they don't see how a church could help them. And and our doorway, of course, is to say to them, you know, we have things to offer your family. We have things to offer for your children. And sometimes they will come more often than not. They'll come for their children Mm -hmm. instead of for themselves. I think that's uh, a great uh, opportunity through family ministry that the parents love their children and will come because it might help them become better parents. And that's kind of the strategy that you're using. I want to just read Deuteronomy 6, uh, uh, chapter 6, verses 6 to 7, as we continue talking about this. And these words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your sons, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. Uh, This is just one of those Old Testament verses that we love to use in family ministry. But I think what you're trying to do uh, is to help parents actually be that uh, spiritual leader in the home. Would you agree? Yes. And sometimes they don't realize they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. You know, they Mm -hmm. think that's something the church does. Or if they want it, at some point, they'll come and get it. But uh, in terms of talking with their own children about faith, in terms of uh, nurturing that faith and uh, introducing their children to scripture, introducing their children to prayer, introducing their children to Christian music, um, you know, that's that's sometimes that's a, a not on their radar. And so they need some help in yeah. that area. And that's what you're doing. Well, let's start with the very youngest children. Um, depending on the age of the parent, it might be 19 to 29. I'm sure you don't say, sorry, we can't have you because you're 30. But. No, 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 that's uh, the, that target age group is, is not in our publicity. Uh-huh. It's, it's in, it's, it's a behind it's, the scenes okay. thing. And so, that. because uh, we're really targeting parents of children, uh, from age zero to entering kindergarten. And actually, because maybe we started doing this because we have a school, but we think in terms of the year they'll be in kindergarten. So the kids being born now will be in kindergarten in 2017. So you got the class of 2017, the class of 2016, the class of 2015, and so on. And we actually found out that we had 125 children from zero uh, PK ones, we would say, which is zero to one through age five. Uh, And in that uh, group, there were 114 households um, representing 147 individuals. And a good chunk of those had only one person in the household who would be considered a Christian. And then, um, well, once you start serving people, other people show up. But, uh, and, and, we knew that we would have opportunities in the midst of this to minister also to single parents. So it's more of a parent-focused ministry than a marriage-focused mm-hmm. ministry, though we do some of that too sure. because they need those relationship skills as, as they grow their marriage. So so that's that's the first that we had an opportunity to get a grant um, through the, the Weeby Foundation and... Um, as part of the preparation for writing a grant, which I'd never done before, I just pulled a bunch of young adults together with kids. And I said, talk to me. Tell me what you think of church. Be brutally honest. Um, I had some questions. I had some statistics. And uh, it was so interesting to me that what they said is, we don't want to come to anything long term. We, we might stop by. 
we feel comfortable maybe when the kids start Sunday school of dropping them off, uh, but we don't want to come in. Uh, and if you want us to join a nine-week Bible study, we're not going to do it. So uh, I said, uh, well, what if we just asked you to come one Sunday or provided a special event? Well, they were, yeah, that would work. So we did, we, we started a couple things. One is we started to design a space that was comfortable for young adults who were dropping their children off at Sunday school to stay and have coffee and not go somewhere else for coffee. So, um, you know, we got the best coffee we could find. We chose Dunkin' Donuts, but there's any brand of coffee would be wonderful. But some of them are picky, so we listened. And they wanted a uh, they wanted a, um, a coffee house style cup with a little. You know, we got the whole look. We and we got chairs. We made sure that the Wi-Fi was hot, and so we started with. Uh, them just dropping their kids off at Sunday school, and then they'd go have coffee and open their laptops. And um, but we have people there forming relationships with them, and that's that's okay. just something that's we're learning about. Yeah. yeah, it's a strategy. And then um, our adult education ministry, our Sunday morning adult education ministry, has a a group opening usually, and then they go off and have classes. But we found out that they wouldn't come to. A class to try it out but if we had a preview Sunday and we had a potluck so all the regulars bring the food, food always draws yeah that's right and and we say oh well, if you've never been before you don't have to bring food so they just have to show up and then we preview the first time we did it we previewed only the Sunday morning classes but of course we have Sunday evening classes and parenting classes and financial peace university classes too and so we found out we needed to preview all of those on that Sunday morning and they could either sign up then or they could sign up on the website or they could wait, but they didn't have to come back if they didn't want to. Mm -hmm. And uh, we showed them clips of the class if it was video-based or we, we introduced them to the teacher. And so we made it all far less scary. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, had, that's had it. We've, we've done that twice now, and that's had a really good response to a lot of new faces showing up. Not all of them come back. Yeah. Yeah, but they can keep coming to the sure, previews every sure. nine weeks or so. We have a preview. You're going to keep building relationships with them. Tell me the uh, one-time event that you did. It was the high high chair event. Well, that's actually in the planning. We uh, we've we've realized that since they aren't going to come to a Bible class that lasts six weeks or thirteen weeks, if we do a twenty-minute session, or uh, that that we are more likely to um, get them to come once, and then we might lure them into something longer after we, uh, after we form the relationship. But so uh, things in the, in the planning are um, high chair devotions. So you come, it, it, let's say uh, we invite the, um, in, our, in our church, it would be uh, the people who've been baptized in the last year, but it, in a church that doesn't baptize infants, it might be babies that have been dedicated. A, a class of event, so class of 2017, y'all come, and uh, kindergarten 2017, and and um, we're going to invite you uh, to just come, have coffee, that bring extra high chairs. We'll have some, and uh, we're going to do we're going to do some little prayers, mm -hmm. uh, repetitive prayers that that these are things you can do with your children, and then you can take them home and do them. So that's in the planning. Um, uh, and and we're looking at some other one-time events that would work. And some of it's like one of our classes that's been really successful. It's um, Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage. It's Mark Gunger. Uh, but that has a lot of small clup, clips, clups, 
uh, short clips in it. So we can show a clip on a Sunday. Uh, uh, we have a big screen television in that space. So we could show a five-minute or a 10-minute clip that's more like a, a comedy event. And uh, they'll laugh at that. And then they'll go on drinking their coffee. And we haven't invaded their time too much. But they're starting to get a taste of what it would be like mm -hmm. to dig a little deeper into church. Yeah. Tell us a story about someone without names of someone that has become more active in your church because of some of your alongside ministry programs. Well, this, and, you know, again, we're just starting, but uh, one of the things that the uh, young adults we pulled together for this little focus group told us is, we don't know what's going on in your church. And I'm thinking to myself, what do you mean you don't know what's going on in our church? We sent out a dozen newsletters and we do weekly emails and are you not reading them? No, they weren't reading them. And uh, nobody is. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but it is hard to get people to read anything. Sure, and we're, we're so just much. inundated with mm -hmm, information. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, I, I guess in the back of my head thought, well, at least for some of them, you grew up in this place. Don't you know what's going on around here? The answer was no. We have to target them specifically. So we send them information about what's happening that would be specifically for them and for their children. So uh, last fall, we sent one of those letters out. We had carefully gathered our list of folks, and um, we sent out the letter. We, ma we made it brief. We made lots of white space so they could read, you know, uh, and there, it was co in color. And it just said, hey, there's a couple things that are starting this fall. One of them is the parents and twos class, where um, if you come with your two-year-old, and uh, so we had some people who thought, well, maybe they'd come and check that out. So this one young couple came, and I forgot to tell the parents and two's teacher, because this couple had called me in advance to say, we want to come, we want, but we just would like to stand outside and watch. We really don't want to go in. I said, that's okay. You don't have to go in. I forgot to tell the teacher that. Uh -oh. <laughs> so, but this teacher is a wonderful, loving uh, uh, grandparent. And she saw them standing at the door and she said, oh, come on in, you know, and, and before you know it, this young couple was uh, watching their two-year-old get involved in the class. Um, she had them, you know, there was a part of where they had a snack and, you know, she, she had did the dad pour the water and all of a sudden they were involved and they were coming back every Sunday. So um, it was one of those things, had we not sent that, they probably would have not ev even thought no, about it. coming back to Sunday school Till, till for maybe another year at least. But the earlier we can grab yeah. them, the better. And so, you know, we, we also have a, a, um, a program where we invite parents of three-year-olds who's, you know, that's their first time going to Sunday school alone, where we say, oh, come and visit with them. And we make a big deal of that in the fall too. Neat, neat. I'm going to make some announcements and then we'll come back and learn more about the alongside ministry. Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet, Live the Six. Being an Everyday Missionary. To request a complimentary copy, call the Family Shield Response Center, 1-877-250-8416, or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Please make sure you give us your complete name and address when you call or write. The Family Shield radio program airs on more than 50 radio stations each week, throughout the United States, and is also available through our podcast. We are a listener-supported ministry. We invite your prayers and support. 
If you'd like to support us, send a gift to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri 63123. You can also donate on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. If you're a Thrivent Financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support Family Shield Ministries. Go to www.thrivent.com slash Thrivent Choice or call Thrivent at 1-800-847-4836 and one of their employees will help you. Remember, you choose, but Thrivent gives the gift. Why not put Family Shield Ministries into your will or estate? Most people want to give the majority of their assets to their family, but many also put a favorite nonprofit ministry into their estate to receive 5 or 10% of it. Family Shield's estate program is entitled Generations Legacy. Your gift will allow us to continue the ministries for many generations and beyond your lifetime. For more information, contact us at witness2family at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening to Family Shield and for your prayers. Learn more again at www.familyshieldministries.com. This is Kay Meyer, host for today's Family Shield program. Thanks for listening. I also want to let our listeners know a little bit more about Zion Lutheran Church, and I'm going to ask Jill in a minute to share a little bit more, but their website, if you want to learn more, is www.zionbelleville.org. And uh, Jill, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners about resources or anything that they can kind of connect with to learn more about the family ministry at Belleville? Well, I think it's important just to think in terms of uh, some new ways that we can reach young families. And one of the resources that recently has been very influential for me is, uh, and, and it would be easy for your listeners to Google that, and that's uh, what is orange. And then um, that that's a good one. That's a good basic one to start with. And then um, probably websites like Samson Resources has really good marriage and parenting uh, material. If they were to Google Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage, Mark Gunger has some really good marriage materials that would fit in really several denominations. Okay, so, wonderful. And I think, again, this topic of reaching young parents that are you know, they may have grown up in the church or they may never have been involved in the church, but they, we have to build a relationship with them. Uh, it's, it's not just draw them in and they understand everything. Uh, and as you are doing that, uh, I hope that there are people out there in our listening audience thinking about this. And I want to just say to them, think about one thing that your church can do to reach Someone, maybe they only come to church on Christmas and Easter. Maybe they're coming because their mom and dad go there uh, or their grandpa or grandma or grandpa go there. What can your church do? Some idea that we you hear here as Jill shares or something else. What can you and your church do to help reach a young parent? And at the same time, as that young parent gets involved in 
the church and learns to know Jesus as their Savior and Lord and learns to walk the walk, that child is going to learn and grow in Jesus, too. And that's really important, isn't it, Jill? Yeah, I, I really think it's the generation above this younger generation that we're trying to reach that is um, not sharing with one another how concerned they are about their children. Because I think everybody secretly thinks if they have a child who isn't connecting with the church, but especially isn't connecting with Jesus, they they don't want to admit it to their Christian friends. It's like, you know, I failed and I'm not going to admit that. But but more parents than you than we all realize are struggling with this issue. And so it's just a great way to think of new ways we can love our kids and help them love Jesus. But it, you know, the Barna research is is telling churches we have to do things differently, and uh-huh. and one of the things they're telling us is that young adults have unprecedented access to worldviews, and uh, they see the church as uh, still trying to protect people from the outside world, and we have to take on those worldviews. We have to we have to be willing to talk with young adults about them. And uh, they also see us as uh, being hostile to science, mm-hmm. and that doesn't have to be true. Mm-hmm. And so these are these are college-educated young adults who are saying, you know, that they think the church is in the dark ages. But but when we start talking to them and get real with them, one of the the classes that I'm really excited about is called Reasons for God, and. Um, uh, that it, it it takes on some of the tough questions and uh, helps Christians in a positive way look at you know not only what a Christian say but what are the worldviews out there and what are some of the ways that we might enter into conversations about that. So yeah. I think once they see we're offering some classes like that and we can give them a preview of that and they say well, they're going to take my question yeah. seriously then then that's access to them. That's great. Now, um, within our Lutheran community, we've had what we call a cradle roll program for years. Um, And you told me that you're you're still using it, but you're adapting it a little bit. Tell us what your church is doing related to that. Well, um, the materials we were using were probably right out of the 1950s. little books that we would send to families after they had a baby for the, for every couple months for the first three years of their child's life. And um, usually a pamphlet of some kind that was probably meant to be developmentally appropriate. But, but that's not the kind of material that young families want to see anymore. And so we're just trying to reimagine cradle roll into some ways that we can connect young parents to one another uh, so maybe it's it, maybe it's going to be email, maybe it's going to be text messaging. Uh, so it becomes very important to co- connect, collect email, t- to find out where they are on Facebook, and to uh, you know be friends with them on Facebook so you can message them or, or whatever you know other new technology comes up, or to be able to text them because that's often their medium, and you got to have their cell phone number if you don't have it. Uh, you're not going to be able to even call them because they don't have landlines anymore. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But one of the other, uh, you know, easy things, easiest thing we did that's had a huge impact in the last couple of years, we added a parenting class to our vacation Bible school. And uh, what we had to do, our, typically our vacation Bible school would start at age three. So we had to add a nursery to our vacation Bible school, and we had to be prepared to have quite a few kids in that nursery. So, I mean... A zeros, a ones, and a twos nursery. 
And because uh, the parents coming to the vacation Bible school, their older kids can be in vacation Bible school. Often they have infants. If they're going to come to a parent class for five days a week in the morning, we have to have something for the babies. And then um, we teach Love and Logic, which is a fairly, uh, a wonderful but fairly expensive curriculum. But there are less expensive curriculums out there. If you offer the opportunity for moms, and we get dads and some grandparents there too, uh, to be in vacation Bible school doing a fun parenting class. Uh, actually, we start a half hour later than VBS, so we offer coffee and, okay. you know, and continental breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, we end. Uh, our, va- our vacation Bible school is um, three hours long, but our parenting class is only an hour and a half. So at the end, the parents have an hour. They can go out and do a little shopping or run to, run to a nearby uh, Walgreens or Walmart, get a few things done, or they can just sit and have some peace and quiet before they pick up their kids. And that's been, you know, we've actually um, filled you know, we, we thought maybe we'd get 25 parents and we're getting we're getting more than that. And we're trying to figure out a bigger space this year. That's fantastic. We've got a couple minutes left. You also do a financial peace class, I believe. And I think that finances is something that everybody needs help with. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, we've tried several different ones over the years. So there's there's many options out there when you start looking. But um, Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University, it's well-known. It's so well-known, and he's on the radio. That's a very comfortable fit for people. It is a quite a commitment. It's a 13-week class, but it covers everything. It's very His style is very comedic, so we can tell people, look, come to the first class, see what you think. If you don't like it, you don't have to sign up again. It's a preview thing, which we're doing with most of our classes now. And uh, come to the first class and see if you like it. And then if you like, sign up. So, um, And then it covers everything from basic budgeting to how to get out of debt to dealing with uh, college debt, if you have it, uh, to um, uh, planning for your ch- children's future. It's, it's just an amazing, a really good class. And anybody can offer, any church can offer that on their campus. And uh, it, you have to buy a leader's kit and go through the class yourself, but you don't have to go to training you know, in some other state and get it. It's it's really easy to start. That's awesome. I, I'm interviewing Jill Hastet of Zion Lutheran Church in Belleville, Illinois, and we're talking about their new Alongside Ministry. Now, you have been at Zion for how many years did you Eight, tell me? 18, 18 years, years, coming up on 19. And you're the director of family ministry, so there's lots of other things happening there as well. Um, but uh, but we, we didn't have time to even touch on all of what <laughs> I hoped we would. But I, again, I want to encourage our listeners to think about what they could do to reach a young parent that maybe isn't attending church on any kind of regular basis, but has some kind of connection to a church or just invite them. But again, these are, these are wonderful suggestions. We hope we're glad you you joined us today, and we hope that you will continue to uh, uh, listen each week to Family Shield. If you want to learn more about us, go to our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. This is Kay Meyer. Uh, we uh, are glad that you have listened. We hope that you will continue to join us each week. 
You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.